So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. What's going on, everybody? I've got Brandon Maddox with Silencer Central uh, on the mic. As, as most people know, I'm not a, a big, big gun guy, but I'm a big suppressor guy when I have them. So, uh, Brandon, what's going on? Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure, absolutely. So, um, Brandon Maddox, founder, CEO of Silencer Central, based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, we're licensed in all 42 states where suppressors are legal. And our sort of claim to fame and area of expertise is doing the paperwork for the customers and then shipping the silencer directly to their front door once it's approved. Gotcha. So how long, uh, I tell everybody a little bit about the company, your, you know, where, where your history is with it, things like that. Yeah, sure. So, um, started in 2005. Um, I'm a pharmacist by trade. So, um, met my wife who's also a pharmacist and she's from South Dakota. So I'm originally born and raised in the Southeast, but uh, relocated to South Dakota, uh, probably more so due to the wife's request. <laughs> um, and, you know, I started shooting uh, prairie dogs here in the grasslands and the Dakotas and uh, just decided, gosh, wouldn't it be easier if I could put a suppressor on here and you know, protect my ears and also get, you know, more shots on target while shooting prairie dogs. And, um, you know, I ended up buying a suppressor to try it. And back then there was really nothing online really about the ability to use them for hunting. There was just, you know, sort of a void. Um, and in the process, almost everything you read online about the process was, was distorted or, or just right out wrong. So, after having gone through the process and getting one, I, I loved it after I had it, but I just hated the process. It was, they warned me it was going to be horrible and that I wasn't going to like it. And uh, they were right. So once I got my third, when I decided to get my third suppressor, I decided just to do it myself get my own license just to honestly make it easier for myself. But um, the license is annual and it's pretty expensive. It's like a thousand dollars a year. So I thought, well, I should probably sell a few of these to, um, justify the expense of the license. And what I found is there was a lot of people out there, especially in the Dakotas that would prairie dog and probably more so coyote hunt that wanted the um, ability to suppress their shots to help with their enhance their hunting. So essentially it just became a business model of, you know, the last 18 years really is how do we make the process easier for the customer? Uh, Cause we felt like that was the biggest obstacle. So it's kind of really been our goal for the last 18 years is to make the process easy for the customers to get a suppressor. Um, that's kind of where we are at now. Um, you know, again, we've got locations in 42 states. We have employees in all those states. We pay income tax, sales tax in all those states. We have probably 120 employees here in Sioux Falls in our headquarters. And um, again, our whole business model is to make the process easy and do the paperwork for the customer and then ship it to their front door. So go, can you go into that a little bit? Because I, you know, I have a friend that recently got his FFL and, um, you know, my dealings with the silencers and, uh, you know, trans transfer of, of weapons has been fairly minimal. 
Can you let everybody know how the process goes with the silencer, like the steps to take? Uh, obviously, w- what you kind of maybe, I don't want to say reinvented the wheel, but I, my experience has not been great. And you guys have simplified that. Yeah. Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, in simplest terms, buying a suppressor is um, really a title transfer. So, the feds have us as the title holder of the suppressor or silencer. And then in simplest terms, we're asking the feds to retitle the ownership of that silencer from us, the dealer to you. And then once it's approved, that's when we can mail it to you. But uh, functionally the way it works is um, customers can either call us and, you know, talk to us about what product would be best for them, or they could buy on our website at silencercentral.com, or they can see us at an event. We work, you know, almost 200 events a year all over the country. And, once we have an interaction with a customer, we'll need to capture basic information so that the ATF can have the background check done by the FBI on that customer. So we'll capture general information like you would have on your driver's license. We do find if you supply your social, it does make it quicker for the background check so that there's not any uh, identification concerns. Um, the laws to buy a suppressor were written and, you know, were basically approved in 1934. So they're a bit archaic. You have to submit fingerprints. So if you meet us at an event, we get your fingerprints there. If you buy from us online or over the phone, we mail you the proper fingerprint uh, cards and we send you a little ink and you basically just watch a video and do it yourself. I always say it must be simple because I don't read that many complaints about it. And then you mail those uh, fingerprints back to us. So we generate all the paperwork based on the information you provided us to transfer that silencer from us to you, and we send it to you via DocuSign. So essentially, we would send all this paperwork to the customer. They would review it to make sure all the uh, information is filled out correctly for their information. They sign it via DocuSign, and then in the interim, they mail us their fingerprint cards, which we scan in digitally. They also have to submit a two-by-two photo. Some people call it a passport photo, but it's just a two-by-two photo. And most guys will, you know, stand up against the wall, have their spouse take a picture of them and send us an upload of that. We'll crop it and get it cleaned up, ready for the ATF. So at that point, we would upload all the information the customer has provided to us for the the forms. Then we would also uh, upload the fingerprints digitally, and then we'd upload the photo digitally. And we send it to the ATF and wait for their approval. And sometimes, you know, right now we're at about seven or eight months for the feds to approve them. And an approval will come digitally to that customer uh, via email. And then we get a copy at the exact same time. And that's when we would um, send the paper, send one last additional piece of paperwork, the 4473, the same thing you fill out when you buy a regular firearm. We can do that via DocuSign as well. And once the um, customer fills that out, we can ship it to their front door. So that's kind of done on the back end. So like, say you live in Wyoming, that paperwork on the back end would be done from Wyoming and that silence would be mailed directly to you from our uh, Cody Wyoming store to your front door. Gotcha. So that's a, that's kind of a, yeah, that's kind of a quick top overline. I mean, I left some things out, like we give all of our customers a free gun trust. So technically the silencer is transferring from us to your trust. People prefer the trust. They like that it's free. The benefit of the trust is you can put other people on there once it's approved and they can use the silencer when you're not there. So if you have a sibling or spouse or a parent or friend that wants to use that suppressor that's, you know, 18 or older and not prohibited from owning a firearm, you can put their name, just kind of a stroke of the pen, adds them to the trust. Then they can use your silencer when you're not there, which is sort of a sharing benefit. The other benefit 
benefit is you can select who gets it when you pass away. So say for instance, when you die, your, your spouse probably doesn't want it. So you can give it to a you know grandkid, great grandkid, whatever you want. And then they can have it legally still owned by the trust, but they're, you know, the beneficiary of that trust. So uh, it just creates some kind of legacy component as well. So it, it takes care of that and buttons it down where you don't have to do anything when you pass away. So the trust is very popular. Gotcha. So I'm curious to get your opinion on this because obviously they're they're not a, a silencer, they're a suppressor, meaning they don't silence. I think there's for people that aren't as much into um, rifles or pistols, uh, maybe from the movies back in the day, it, it does there still makes noise. It doesn't it doesn't totally silence everything. It suppresses it, but it's really good on your, your eardrums, right? It's especially if you're guiding or, or you're putting a lot of rounds down range. If you don't happen to have ear pro in, it is a, um, it's a lifesaver, uh, you know, having a silencer or suppressor on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're right. So obviously it's not, um, you know, completely silent and that's why most, you know, always say that people, when they're shopping for one, they call it a silencer, but once they buy it, they call it a suppressor. But, um, you know, and that kind of speaks to some of the benefits of the suppressor. So, um, you know, it reduces recoil, which a lot of people forget, you know, it, it's equivalent to like what a muzzle brake would do 40 to 45% recoil reduction. So that's a huge benefit, especially in a younger, maybe newer novice shooter who hasn't shot as much, uh, maybe that recoil is impacting their accuracy or even, you know, creating some trepidation on not wanting to shoot. So the recoil reduction is nice. Most suppressors on the market are hearing safe. So once you have that on there, other people you're shooting with and yourself don't have to wear uh, hearing protection, which is a nice benefit. And then one of the hunting benefits obviously is that um, typically whatever you're shooting at, say like a, you know, a game animal can't tell where the shot came from. So typically they don't run because they wouldn't really know what direction to run in. So for example, coyotes, if you call in a couple coyotes and you shoot one, if there's other there in the group, they don't, they don't take off. They're not, you know, it's, it's not a loud enough blast to scare them. Same with prairie dogs, deer, and other uh, large game. It works really well. Also another benefit is if you're shooting large game or even small game, you can typically tell you can hear the impact on the shot and you can tell whether it was a kill shot. You can just tell by the, the sound of the impact because typically the blast of the rifle is going to sort of mitigate or cover up the sound of the bullet hitting the game. But you can actually tell when you hit game, whether it was a kill shot, you're going to have to worry about getting another shot in there or if it's a, a solid shot. So that's definitely a benefit from hunting as well. Yeah. And I, um, I'm probably on the other side of the, you know, fence. I don't know if I'm going to get bashed over this or not, but, uh, I really wish they'd make it a little bit easier, um, for the greater good of people's hearing, um, to, to get a, a suppressor, a silencer. It, 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 it's daunting. I would say like when I first looked at it, I was like, I've got to do what and what, and, and you have simplified that, you know, honestly, but what are your views on that? Do you think that's a stupid move for the, uh, you know, I, I guess you could commit a crime easier, right? I mean, that totally makes sense with, with a suppressor, but yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? Mine's all about the hearing. So like, I, I'm a big fan of, yeah. uh, you know, you know, keeping my hearing as long as I can, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's probably the number one question I get from an employee that's interviewing for a potential job is they're like, well, you're so highly regulated. Um, you know, you could be out of business tomorrow. And I, what I like to remind them is 
you just don't see silencers as a public safety issue. They're just not used in crimes. And at least the ones that are bought through the you know current process, like some, typically almost 100% of the time, if you read about a crime with a suppressor, it's because the person made their own. It's not because they went through the process. So, you know, from my perspective, it's, it's, Currently, it's not a public safety issue. So um, I know at times the ATF approached at least the Trump administration and uh, some of the leadership at ATF proposed that uh, it be treated like a regular firearm. I know that um, I was recently in South Africa hunting and you could buy them essentially over the counter at the gun store. There's no serial number on them. They're not considered a firearm. And you don't hear about you know tragedies in Europe or Africa where they're unregulated. So you know, I, I think that our biggest challenge really is to educate our politicians. And right now there's only about three and a half million silencers that have ever been sold and registered in the United States. So as that number increases, I think it's going to be easier to educate the, the politicians. And I think we'd be in a better position to potentially see them continue to get deregulated. When I first started uh, doing this, they weren't legal in Minnesota or Iowa, which are states that border me here in South Dakota. Now they are legal from a state law which is very unusual to see a Second Amendment gun control issue go in a positive direction. But the other part, too, is silencers are legal in 42 states, and you can hunt with them in 41 states. When I first started doing this, you, there was very few states that had anything on the books about hunting with them. Most of them were silent on the issue or prohibited it. So there's been positive changes just by showing that the, it's not a public safety issue. They have added them where you can use them for hunting. So, you know, even over the last 15 years, there's been a lot of progress Congress um, from a Second Amendment and limiting the gun control part of silencers. So I'm hoping that that'll continue. It, for me, you know, more as a bow hunter that occasionally, you know, will pick up the rifle definitely when I'm guiding to put a wounded animal down. Um, you know, the the benefit of that uh, suppress or silencer or suppressor, it far outweighs the small potential for the negative side. As long as it stays regulated, I'm all about making it just like a rifle personally, meaning, you know, you go in, you pass your background check and then you've got yeah. one. Just, I, I, uh, I would say, you know, I've heard people talk about the unfair advantage and I don't, I mean, there is definitely the animal does not hear as much, but I would say long range shooting is far, I don't want to say worse cause I'm not against long range shooting, but if you're talking about the benefits of a suppressor, and the slight advantage, it does give you an advantage. The animal will not know which way to run. But I would say long-range shooting has more to do with maybe potential uh, negative outcome of, of, you know, harvesting or, or, or killing in comparison to a, a silencer or a suppressor. And the benefit is yeah. you and your buddies don't go deaf. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, agreed. So, um with the way the world's going, would you say that the chances of less regulations are highly likely or more with the with the silencers or suppressors? You know, I think federally it seems fairly stable. Like I don't see any changes in the near future on a federal level. Um, you know, state issues are always harder to control because it's easier if you see a party shift, then they can uh, make changes. I know there were some issues at a state level in a couple of states this year. Um, you know, so again, I don't think you'll see any changes in the near future federally. I think that uh, you could see some changes at a state level. Um, 
you know, who knows? The courts also have some cases in there where they're claiming that, you know, a silencer is a common use firearm and it shouldn't be regulated uh, where you can't buy it in certain states. I know there's a lawsuit in Illinois challenging the state state law against uh, ownership of a suppressor. So some of those could go well just because we've seen a, a lot of uh, Supreme Court cases go positive for Second Amendment with the conservative leaning uh, percentages of judges on the Supreme Court. So um, I think if anything, you could see some state law changes, but it's probably neutral. If you have one state that has a problem, you can see another state that opens up maybe. So um, I think probably for the next 10 or 15 years, it'll probably remain neutral. I mean, the hard part is as they get more popular, they also get on the radar screen for what I would call the blue states and you potentially could see some changes, but hopefully there's no, um, you know, public safety issues between now and the near future. And then it doesn't have to even be discussed. That's my hope. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when you start looking at the, yeah, and, and I get the negative sides to this, but when you look at, let's say, okay, so I live in, in, in Wyoming and I'm, you know, the town's about 10,000 people. I'm on the outskirts of ways, but I still have neighbors. And if I have, you know, f- you know, for example, there's a coyote problem. I've got a lot of dogs, but one of them's like, uh, it's a teacup Yorkie. It's like five pounds. So, you know, coyotes, if you, you know, blast a coyote, which I strongly suggest everybody take up that, um, you know, there's a lot of them, <laughs> there's a problem with them. And then right this time of year, the picket pins or groundhogs, whatever you want to call them, they're all over. Coyotes are going crazy. When you blast one without a suppressor, it can cause just cause it's a gun and, and maybe in BFE Wyoming, it's not as big of a deal. My neighbors shoot all the time, but it's less of, it's not as, um, it's, it's very unassuming. I guess you could say you are not going to store up the neighbors as if I grab my six, five PRC with just the break, the thing is deafening and you shoot all your neighbors. Yeah. know it can potentially become a problem, whether it's legal or not, meaning totally legal for me to shoot. But if I have a suppressor, solves all problems. Coyote problem, solves yeah. that problem, doesn't stir up the neighbors. If they have horses, they're not scared shitless, you know. And so I'm a huge fan of silencers and suppressors for that reason. And people are like, you know, have told me before, like, yeah, I, I don't need one. Well, I think once you had one, you would see the 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 benefits of it. Yeah. Hearing is one, yeah. unobtrusive is another. That Those are two prime things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, typically, you see people increase their accuracy, better repeatability. It speeds up your, um, you know, feet per second on velocity a little bit. So it's almost like having a longer barrel. You know, it reminds me of um, my daughter, you know, does swim events. And I remember going recently to a swim event and I had a guy come up to me and he said, hey, do you remember me? And I go, yeah, you bought for me like, I don't know. 12 or 15 years ago. And he said, yeah, when, when I bought one, hundred percent of my friends said they would never own one too much trouble, too expensive, takes too long to get. But he said, you know, fast forward five years after them seeing mine, every one of them has one and every one of them loves it and wish they'd done it 10 years ago. So you're right. I mean, if people are saying they don't want one, usually I say, well, the biggest things that you want to mitigate with a firearm shot are sound and recoil. And if you could do that with a suppressor, why wouldn't you try it? And I, I think more important people are getting open to that. I mean, Silencer Central, we've tried to, you know, provide suppressors to different organizations just so it's more common that you see it on TV, you see it in magazines. We've worked with a lot of companies that don't compete with us just to give them free suppressors so that they have it for their, you know, uh, different events that they do so people can get familiar with them and use them live. Yeah. And when, uh, 
we, you know, with how, with what we're talking about now, you brought something up earlier about, you know, like I call it trigger sensitivity. Uh, basically if you get a form of target panic from the recoil, like I'm not recoil sensitive myself, but I've seen, yep. especially newcomers, uh, you know, that, that the break helps with that, but then you have the deafening, you know, shock, depending upon what caliber, you know, the break may take away recoil, but then it's just, I don't know, what's the increase when you have a break on it? It's fucking deafening. It's 70% increase or something crazy. Oh, for sound. Yeah. And it just, it concentrates it all in one area too. So it's typically blowing back. And so it's hitting anyone near you. That's the, that's the, that's the negative. Yeah, and then so target acquisition after the first round is a problem. Um, you know, the trigger anticipation, muzzle, recoil sensitivity, whatever you want to call it, meaning you ginch. So you know how your dad, hey, puts it on safe and says, hey, whatever, and then you just ginch the hell out of the trigger. You know, that's that's yeah. um, that's recoil sensitivity. The silencer or suppressor takes all of that away, and, uh, you know, target acquisition on your second round is much, much better. Plus you're not looking through a cloud of dust, depending upon where your firing positions from. Am I, do yeah, you, do you yeah. agree with all that? You want to dive into some of that a little more? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Cause like even, um, you know, so last week I was in Wyoming shooting prairie dogs and, you know, sometimes you can take some long shots at prairie dogs. So you would think that, you know, four or 500 yard shot through a scope. If the gun moves even slightly, you're going to have trouble refinding, you know, the target if you missed. And um, so the ability to have that suppressor that helps with that recoil and also the sound, it is a whole lot easier to get right back on the target if you did miss, or even if you want to shoot something right near there, it doesn't, you know, blow it back so far. So even on something like a 22250, just a little bit of, um, you know, being able to reduce the recoil by almost half, even though there's not a ton there, it does help for, you know, reacquisition of that target if you do miss. And, you know, sometimes I say if I drive that far to shoot prairie dogs, I kind of want to see it when it hits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just actually down with the um, Accuracy International guys. We were in uh, Casper and I don't know how many, I mean, I bet we shot a thousand in a day and being able, you know, dialed it's in. Addictive, on, isn't it? <laughs> oh, what's that? It's addictive shooting prairie dogs, isn't it? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, it was crazy. We couldn't reload fast enough and they just kept coming. But like yeah. being able, you know, at, at let's say whatever, three three to 400 uh, yards, which is which is a poke on a, you know, on a prairie dog or whatever you want to call them. But being able to, yep. you know, have a second shot and still be on target on something that small is huge. You can't do that with a break or I, I can't do that. And when you're talking about really long range, um, or what I consider really long range when you're pushing seven to a thousand, you know, you can be 80 feet off or, or when I say 80 feet, you're not even remotely close when you have a break on right. your second shot. You, yeah. I mean, you're dialing back and just praying to God you can find it again. And that doesn't happen as much with a, with a, a suppressor. Yeah, I would totally agree. So that is a huge benefit. So, so getting off that a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about your, yourself. I know you, you know, kind of started with the beginnings and everything, but are you pretty avid hunter now? Um, does the business kind of take up a ton of your time? That's a good question. I mean, I didn't get to go prairie dog hunting as much as I liked, and I would say that's the main reason why I got into the whole suppressor market. But, you know, lately what I've sort of committed to my team is I'm going to try to create more partnerships with people in the industry. So, um, I've really reached out to some of the larger companies and said, Hey, if you do a hunt, 
um, and you have a group of influencers there, we would love to be a part of that hunt and we'll supply suppressors to everyone there who's hunting. So, um, you know, I've gotten more involved this year. I'd say probably once a month, I do go on a hunt and that's really the goal. Cause if I'm there with the suppressors, you know, everyone there can use them. And then typically we do the paperwork so they can have them free just so they have that experience. Cause we just find so many, even the influencers don't have as much experience as we would like with the suppressors. So yeah, I've taken, um, a lot more time to focus on going hunting over the last couple of years just to get to know people in the industry better, um, just to sort of network with other companies and say, hey, how can we work together? We don't compete with you. We have similar customers. There's got to be some win-win opportunities. So, you know, when I first started, my whole goal was how do I get the model, um, you know, lawfully put together where it's a smooth process for the customer. And I would say that took, you know, it took a long time, especially for us to get licensed in every state and to be able to sort of have that span of control from a compliance standpoint over all 42 states. And then to put all the automation in place, we've worked with the ATF very closely. We have a lot of um, what I would call variances that we've submitted to them and they allow us to do a lot of the, uh, the paperwork part digitally, which has really helped in streamlining the efforts. But we're kind of to the point now where we have it really very streamlined. So it's like, how do we get more people into the mix? And that's kind of been, you know, my goal is kind of spreading the word through hunting and that's, it's worked out uh, really, really well. I find that, you know, some people may live in states where they're not legal. So when they come to hunt in a state where they are, I can take it to them and they can use them and get some hands-on experience and then write about them and whatever publications or, you know, create content that they can put online just to sort of spread the message. The theory being that, you know, all boats rise if more people are interested in getting into and using suppressors. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. been great. Obviously I've followed along, um, you're kind of the go-to when any, anybody, you know, asks me about a suppressor being, again, 30,000 foot view. I'm not, I'm more of an archer than anything, but the more yep. you're around a muzzle brake, the more you, you fucking hate them, right? And the more, you know, and it's like, hey, yeah. hey uh, maybe put a suppressor on that. You know, it's it's just one of those yeah. things that everyone should have. And me now, I don't know, how old are you now? What's that? How old are you now? Oh, I'm 51. So we're close to the same age as I'm getting older and my hearing's going to crap. <laughs> and my wife, I constantly yeah. have to go, huh? What? And look back and all the times I forgot ear pro or did something stupid. The silencer would have totally. would have helped that. So, um, yeah. Well, and I've, I've noticed that too. And you probably see this, that there's always somebody shooting a gun that didn't tell you they were shooting, or there's a scenario where you have a good shot and you forget you don't have them on. So they're just to be able to kind of mitigate some of those uh, anomalies that just happen by natural chance. It is convenient. Um, you know, and some guys hunt with dogs and they don't want their dogs to go deaf. So there's all these other, you know, sort of benefits to not having to wear hearing protection and knowing that you don't have to, you know, um, I've been to Africa a few times, kind of the same thing where we sponsored some people and they said, Hey, you know, we're going to go capture content and you can go with us. So I was, you know, invited to go. But what I found was even in Africa where the silencers are not regulated, it was rare for them to have a group of hunters come in because it's mostly Americans, very rare for them to have a group come in and that's all they shot with suppressors. So I could tell how much more, you know, the professional hunter, the tracker, uh, enjoyed the hunt just from that perspective that we could chat, you know, typically hunting is social. So you're talking to people you're there with and not have to worry about ear pro or earplugs or do I have them on? Do I don't? Am I sweating? Are they dirty? Is it hurting? I mean, I've worn ear pro when I, I do a lot of chainsaw work just on the weekend, screwing around on the farm and gosh, you know, your ears, it can almost give me a headache, just the pressure it puts on your head. Um, so to be able to mitigate all those little things, it does add up. 
Yeah. And, and when I, you know, not to beat this horse to death, but with the, um, the, the, the guiding portion of this, like you have a 12, 13 year old kid, super excited. I'm an idiot cause I didn't have ear pro. And so I'm like, okay, are you on it? Now let me know when you're going to shoot. Okay. So I can plug my ears. Well, I mean, he's excited. I'm an idiot cause I didn't boom. Well, there goes another, you know, 5% of my hearing, um, you know, from, from that. So there's things that just happen that I've had, well, if you were, you know, more under control or people say things like, yeah, I get it. Right. I get it. And if I wouldn't have forgot my, got my ear pro. Yep. I get that too. But at the end of the day, all that shit still happened. So a suppressor yeah. solved all those problems. Totally. Well, where can people uh, find you, like uh, social media, obviously the company, info on what you offer, that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So basically just do a Google search and you're going to see Silencer Central. Uh, we have really good search engine optimization. So if you search Silencers or Silencer Central, you're going to see us. Um, obviously we're on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff as well. Just silence central. Um, you know, and always one thing I like to mention is if you, if you give us a call, cause what I find one obstacle is people, they look at their safe and they see, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 rifles and they got, they're like, gosh, I don't want to, I'm afraid I'm going to buy a silencer and like it so much and I'm going to have to buy one for every gun. And that's not really the case. I mean, our team can help you find one that typically will cover every one of those rifles for you and still be very effective. So, you know, people can always buy online and that's sort of the national trend, but always say that the people who call us and just kind of create a relationship with someone in, in, internally, then they feel like they have a point of contact if they have questions about which farms they could put it on, which one they should get. Um, you know, any help during the process as it goes through, we just find we do customer surveys, the ones that had an internal contact and someone they could talk to ended up having a better experience. So, I, you know, I recommend people even just to look on our website, call the phone number. And even if you're not interested in buying anything, just ask questions like, how does our process work? How do we get it to your front door? Um, you know, what's popular too is we let people pay while they wait. We don't charge any interest or any fees. You know, a lot of wives don't like the idea of paying up front. You don't see it for six to eight months. So that's why we said, hey, why don't we just, you know, we'll float the loan for you because we're that convinced once you get one, you're going to want another one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I agree. And uh, I, it, it's something that it's not as daunting as it used to be. Uh, it's much simpler. And when I say that, I think, you know, the 1980s movies where somebody broke out a suppressor or silencer, you know, they were getting ready to go rob a bank or commit some uh, form yeah. of nefarious activity. It's it's not that way anymore. They're super handy. No. And, you know, you guys are leading the way. So, um, yeah, it's, it was cool to watch, cool to see, especially from the 30,000 foot view of you know, being more of an archer, but, but trying to pay attention, your, your company's done amazing things. So. No, thanks for that. And so what part of Wyoming are you in? Uh, by Riverton Lander area. Okay, sure. Yeah. Cause that was one of the, you know, it's funny. I used to rap, work the rapid city gun show and a lot of people come over from Wyoming. So Wyoming is one of the first, you know, five States that we got licensed in. So um, yeah. And of course that's big outdoor state, just like South Dakota, North Dakota for hunting, you know, varmint. So it's really, it's a perfect uh, environment for the whole suppressors. No, no, it is for sure. Well, man, I don't want to keep you on too, too much longer unless you've got anything else you want to kind of fill in the, uh, the listeners. You know, you know, and I think one thing I probably didn't mention is, and it sounds like, you know, your audience probably isn't the hunting. 
you know, if you look at Silencer Central, our evolution was from the Dakotas where hunting is the focus. And what you'll find is most hunters want uh, to not put a lot of length or weight on the end of their barrel. And if you look at Silencer Central's website, probably the most popular silencer we have for hunting is called the Banished Backcountry. And the Backcountry, just referring to, you know, lightweight and length, it's five and a half inches long. By the time you screw it on, it's going to add less than five inches to the end of your barrel. And it's 7.8 ounces. So, you know, it weighs about as much as your cell phone. So the ability to be able to add products to your rifle that are really specific to hunting is a big deal. Really, almost everything we make is titanium just to keep it lightweight. And then also we've really focused on how do we make it quiet because we found the hunting market, they want lightweight, short, and they want it to be super quiet. So that's kind of how our entire mix of products have evolved over the last 18 years. So it's a good, it's a good niche for the hunter. Um, Typical, the tactical market is more interested in hearing safe where the hunting market wants it super quiet and, um, and want it super light and short. So we feel like we've really put together a product, you know, placement. As a dealer, Silencer Central can sell anything, but we have a lot of stuff on our website that we have made for us. And, uh, you know, actually a fair amount of it's made over there in Sturgis, South Dakota, which is right on the border of Wyoming. So those guys both came from Dakota Arms and uh, they make firearms for a lot of major uh, firearms manufacturers, including, including Remington. So, um, again, yeah, I would just encourage people to check out our website and look at the offerings we have for the hunters. Cool. Well, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, like I said earlier, I can't suggest them enough. I appreciate you one hopping on into what you offer and kind of pioneering the epic pain in the ass of uh, getting a silencer suppressor and uh, simplifying yeah, that for yeah. everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Again, tell people to call and you know, we're excited about that. And I guess the only other thing I should say is um, we're very committed to conservation. Uh, we give about $2 million away a year. That's where we're at the, at this point, which is kind of halfway through the year towards conservation. So if any of your listeners do small uh, sort of local chapters for events where they're looking for someone to donate a silencer to benefit their chapter that's conservation related, that's something that we would be happy to do. So I would say just call in and say, hey, I would like to learn more about getting a free silencer for my local chapter so that we can auction it. We let you keep 100% uh, of the donation you get for that auction. So that's kind of our way to give back. And also, you know, it helps us get our name out there and helps get people into the mix. So just telling your audience that is a, you know, kind of a plug we like to provide. No, that's awesome. Well, Brandon, I, I appreciate everything. And like I said, what you do, thanks for coming on. And, and uh, everybody, if you have questions, I know you guys are really good about uh, responding to any questions and getting people the info they need. So definitely reach out to, uh, to Silencer Central. And uh, yeah, man, good luck this season and uh, may have you on again. Yeah. Um, depending upon what all Absolutely, questions no. pop up, may, maybe get you on again to answer some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for thinking of us. Oh, yeah. No problem at all, man. Take it easy. You too. Thank you, sir. Whether your hunting passion is western big game, Midwest whitetail, sheep hunting, waterfowl, upland, or a mix of everything, Black Ovis is where you'll find hunting gear that performs and stands up to the demands of your hunt. And it's not a piece of hunting gear we'd use. It doesn't belong on Black Ovis. We earn your loyalty with wicked and fast free shipping, unmatched customer service, hunting gear and field knowledge, and a selection of hunting supplies that is the envy of any hardcore hunter. Black Ovis is your home for solid hunting gear. Give us a call or check out the website at blackovis.com.